Hey, what's happening, B-Team listeners? This is DJ Omar Khan, and by now you probably heard the news that uh, Gene Bean Baxter will be leaving the Kevin and Bean Show at the end of this year to uh, move to England, and here's a little recap of his announcement. Briefly recapping in, in two sentences, I'm here today to announce that I am leaving the show. The show will continue. We've got great people already working here. We may or may not be including others down the road. I mean, this show has always had a revolving cast of characters. Uh, But the show is going to continue, and it's going to be as great as ever, or as poor as ever, depending on your perspective. But I'm just not going to be a part of it at all. So... I just uh, I wanted to get out get that out there and uh, and thank you for the time. So that's a little recap of his announcement Wednesday morning, and uh, I know a lot of you are bummed, but uh, personally, I think good riddance because during the announcement he was mentioning all the people, all the hardworking staff, all the talented people, and. Uh, I, th- I think he forgot to mention one very important part of the Kevin and Bean show. And uh, here's exactly what happened on the air. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say, if even with all the great talent that we've had come through the door here at K-Rock, this crew right now, Kevin and Chip and Jensen and Allie and Christine and Dave and well, maybe not Beer Mug, but this is probably... The, I think this is maybe the best and most talented and, and most fun crew to work with of anything we've had. So it doesn't have anything to do with you all. You son of a bitch. DJ Omar Khan doesn't get any love. I've known you since 2000 and 2000, I think. You bastard. Known you for 19 years. No mention of DJ Omar Khan. I'm over here, your production little bitch, and no love for DJ Omar Khan. So, B-Team listeners, I say good riddance, and this uh, podcast is not going to be a tribute. It's going to be featuring all of Bean's most embarrassing moments on the show, all of his failures on the show, because that, you know what, Bean? This is what you deserve. Have fun in England, you bastard. How do you feel now? I feel like an asshole. You should feel like an asshole. Asshole? So uh, let's kick things off with the the most embarrassing things about being on the Kevin and Bean show. Uh, these are probably more older uh, uh, things because let's let's face it, Bean's been on the air at K Rock for thirty years, and there is a lot of stuff to choose from. So we have about an hour of stuff. Uh, includes uh, him uh, showering with a pig naked, his failure with Ray Romano on Millionaire, him owning a naked picture of OJ. Him sleeping with a sock monkey. I mean, all of the stuff that just is just, just makes you want to puke about being will feature on this podcast. So the first bit we're going to play is him taking a shower with a pig. Please enjoy. I'd like to introduce our early morning listeners to something that we found out yesterday. This isn't going to be about the pig again, is it? We like to call it Naked with Pork. Oh, come <laughs> on. You can't now, still be ga- talking about the pig. I may talk about this till the day I die. <laughs> well, it's the picture it draws. You have, I mean, really. Well, you've seen it, so it's no shock to you. But when we try to visualize yeah. someone naked in the shower with so it's, two it's, pigs. It's not just me, right? No, it's one at a time. One pig at a time. Lisa, you're on board with how weird this is, right? <laughs> it's pretty weird. Yeah, Jimmy, of course, is on board with how weird this is. You are a real... I was. I actually discussed this with a number of people because <laughs> you lose perspective being with you every single day. Right. You, know, you start to think of really weird things as not so weird. Right. right. Here's, here's when you hang out with being a lot, it becomes normal. All right, here's what... Let me just say uh, Let me just say this, and, and hopefully then we can get this ridiculous conversation over with. So, we like to call it naked with pork. Right, now that's not it. So my my wife uh, says to me last night, Bean, <laughs> which is the tone that means, boy, are you in trouble. Yes. Bean. Why I did said, you tell them about our sexcapades with the pigs? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> she said, 
Why did somebody come up to me at work today and say, I know about you? (laughs) I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. She said, of course you did. They said something about naked with pork. Tell me that was just a lucky guess. And you weren't talking about that on your radio show. And I said, of course, as as is the policy on the program, I said, it was all Kevin. I said, I obviously did not want to talk about it. I said, I didn't bring it up. They just, they would not let it go, and all I did was defend you, and as there being nothing weird about this. You thing. know that we have uh, we have that pact that if I get right. in trouble, it's Bean's fault, and it's fine with him. And of if, course. And if he gets in trouble, it's my fault, and that's fine with and me. And if either of you get in trouble, it's, it's, it's always my Jimmy's fault. fault. Yeah. Uh, you should explain the whole story, all right. though. Here's the story. Bean has animals. He lives on a little uh, ranch. He's got uh, he's got a couple of cows, a couple of pigs, a couple of goats, you know, Mama. the whole deal. The, the usual. Same yeah. as everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, far, the story is, uh, we could be talking about any, we could talk about right. Tad, talk about Doc, at oh, least yeah. it doesn't matter. Now, Bean's pigs are about 150. 50 pounds each, and they live in his house. They've got a little pig door so that they can spend most of their time indoors, and then when they want to go outside, they can go outside. They're, they're trained almost as dogs, right? I mean, they live the same way, same as, way a, as the dogs do, as right? a dog would, right? So we found out yesterday that uh, when they need, you know, baths or showers or whatever, instead of, you know, the trusty old hose like most people would use with a, with a pig. Is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> Bean and his wife stripped naked. No. They're right there. Now, hold on. You That's can, not true, though. You can refute in just a minute. Let me just tell the story as I heard it yesterday. <laughs> as you hope to remember it. Bean and his wife strip naked and lather up. All right? Oh, Jesus. Then Bean's wife gets in the shower completely nude, <coughs> and Bean, who's also nude, picks up a pig. And a magazine. And, and, and puts the pig in the shower with his naked wife. Now, at this point... Bean closes the shower door and holds it shut so that neither his wife nor the pig can get out until they're finished. And reaches for the Polaroid camera. (laughs) (laughs) Now, then once she showers, you know, soaps up and lathers up the pig, then she lets the pig out into Bean's waiting arms, who is now hot and bothered by this point because he's been watching both of them go at it. And then what do you do? I towel him off. (laughs) Put the lotion on. The lotion. He does put lotion on, yeah. Well, no, because they have dry skin. And then what do you do? moisturizer. And then what was it you told us yesterday that you do? <laughs> what? There's more? Well, no. We were talking specifically about two nights ago after Daisy's shower. Uh-huh. I yeah. wrapped him in a banky <laughs> and then tucked him in. Because, he wraps him in a banky. No, and let me explain. Because you don't want to let him back out into the backyard to yeah, then rub yeah, all yeah, the yeah, lotion no. off on the tree. Right, but hold on a second. Let's go. You want the lotion to sink in just like you put moisturizer on your face. Let's you don't just, wash your face right away. Let's just for one second, though, not talk about the pig and talk about the word banky. <laughs> it is a bank. Look, <laughs> it's not a banky unless you're too. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you're two, you can use the word banky. Did well, you don't know potty, yet. Did the pig go potty in your bedroom? <laughs> no. The, pig, the pigs are house trained. They don't go in the house. And so I said, uh, has your wife ever been gone when the uh, when the pigs need to be showered? And Bean, of course, said yes. And I said, well, then who gives the, you know, and he said, I do. And I said, well, are you naked? Yes. So then Bean gets in the shower nude with his pigs. Now, that well, isn't no. right. <laughs> it's not right if you've got your mind. Look, there's absolutely nothing sexual about it. There's absolutely nothing bizarre about it. It's just like giving oh. your dog a bath. <laughs> no, it is the same thing. No, see, because when I give my dog a bath, when I don't use the hose, yeah. right. when I don't use the hose, I, I, I put it in you know the bathtub, and I sit there clothed. Right. And I wash on the it. outside of on the, the outside tub. of the tub, and I wash. The yeah, dog. but you know you can't do that in a shower though. You can't be on the outside of the shower and and, yeah, and bathe an animal. Sure, you can. No, you can't. You just have the little the shower head pointed a little away from you. Yeah, that's, you, that's you, not how it works. How thorough is the washing? 
<laughs> oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm not sure how much. I uh, want to know how thorough is it a rinse or what's going on? No, I mean, we you put shampoo on and scrub and scrub we scrub the top, the whole outside of the top, and then well, the the, the pig, you scrub, I mean, under, you, and you, the under the underneath part. Sure, of course, and you, you get cl- the whole clean the hooves and uh, we use a little toothbrush to clean the muck off their faces. What about the junk? <laughs> Pig's junk is in, internal. There is, is really? no junk. So does the corkscrew come out at any point during the shower? They're fixed. They are. They got no corkscrew. Wait a minute. When you fix them, you only cut off the uh, the no, ornaments, they, right? No, pigs are uh, their uh, units are internal. There's absolutely there's nothing you ever see. At any point in the shower, does the pig clean you? <laughs> no. no. I think that's a you know not, that's a determining factor not, on how weird it is. Not unless I uh, apply peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> took me two years to learn that. <laughs> and isn't your wife Jewish? I mean, there are some rules about eating pork. Never mind showering with them. Let me oh, tell yeah, you that you are gross. her family does um, does not come over to our house on the high holy days. I'll tell you that because there's a pig running through the living room. Hey, Lisa, and there's something's wrong there. Lisa, you can say we're gross. We're not the ones naked in the shower with the pig. Well, yeah, but no. we're not talking about eating pork. Guys, there's not, there's just, there's absolutely nothing to it. Look, I give the hedgehogs a bath too. Are you naked? naked? Not naked. No. Oh, see, there's the difference. That? That's all that bothers you. Is yeah. just what else the do you bathe naked? What yeah. else in the house do you bathe naked? No, that's it. Just the pig. You know what? The only thing because that's the only thing that we're in the shower. Because they're the most human like. <laughs> No. <laughs> the only thing that bugs me about this whole story is that you and your wife are nude. <laughs> you have no clothes on. You really don't. You have no clothes on. When you, you can't do, argue with that. When you do that, you're naked. Never at the same time, though. Whoever is actually doing the washing is oh, the one that gets in the shower with a pig. That's better. So there is no heterosexual sex going on. Right. right? Let's clear that up right now. There's no sex of any kind now, going B, on. Now, let me ask you this question, because your your wife is very attractive. Is no. there? I know what the question is. No, there's there's not no. At any point when you're on the outside of the shower, you're not even attracted to the fact that your wife is naked and she's standing right there. You don't get turned on at all. If you're watching your wife uh, uh, give birth, are you turned on by the fact that she's got her pants off? You're not talking about giving birth. I'm just saying it's a it's a whole different vibe. It's not a sex vibe. If you were watching watching her wash the car naked, you'd get turned on by that, wouldn't you? She won't wash the car naked. I've tried. No, but if she would, (laughs) if she would, oh, that would be that would be different. No, wouldn't because she's still just washing dirt off. Washing some kind of an object. Yeah, yeah, but when you got when the kids are involved, you know that just there's nothing there's none of that going on, none of that. You're going not on. the least bit turned on by your wife when she's. I'm naked. usually I'm reading a magazine usually at that point, and you're not the least bit worried that one of those pigs <laughs> will bite you on your penis while you're showering. No, I'm not. You and have these pigs bit you before? Well, it, it, yes. I, and what parts hand, of your body have they bit? The just extremities. I got bit on my finger once. That's it. How about that? Interesting. Look, there's nothing to it, guys. You got to move on. You, you are just a have freak to move on. Of nature. You have to wait till my photo book comes out <laughs> to find out more. You have a tabletop book? <laughs> oh, sure. Here's my wife with the pig. You and Tori Amos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there you have it. Being showers with a pig naked. Do you really want to listen to a guy every morning? That showers with a pig naked? Do you really want to listen to a guy who helps his friend lose on Millionaire? No! Well, here he is, helping Ray Romano lose Millionaire. Let's talk about uh, who wants to be a millionaire, because we haven't talked about that in a while. Let's Uh, not. Ray Romano was on last week on the Celebrity Edition, and Bean was his lifeline and did very poorly, and I'd like to play that again if you don't mind. (laughs) Sure. Let's call this, this radio guy. He's a friend of mine. He has a radio station called The Kevin and Bean Show. His name is Beans Baxter. Beans. Let's call you know, Beans. I know this guy. Do Let's you know? get Beans on the line. Supposedly yeah, okay. smart. Supposedly he's smart. <laughs> I told Ray that. I said he's like an encyclopedia. Okay. Hey, Ray. Ray, just so you know, supposedly is not even a word. You're giving me a hard time, all right? Hello? 
Hello, Bean. <clears throat> yeah, yes, sir. How are you? Regis Philbin here from ABC, so wants to be a millionaire. Regis, good evening to you. How you doing? Doing fine. How's my boy Ray? Does everyone still love him? Everybody loves Raymond, believe me. <laughs> All right, Bean, when he comes on the line, he's going to read you the question. The four possible answers, one of them is the right answer. Start now. What, what is the capital of the Republic of Georgia? Sofia, Vilnius, Tbilisi, Tallinn. Ray, I'm going to be completely honest with you here. You, you never want to hear that if you're sitting on the <laughs> no. seat. Because no. that means you don't know. I don't know that. Any, uh, anything? Can you narrow it down? Yeah, see if Regis will accept Atlanta. <laughs> that was a good ad lib, by the it way. It really was. Props well. for a good ad lib <laughs> under pressure. I appreciate you saying that, but I'm telling you, it, so many people have written to me and said, what an idiot I am. How could I have thought that it was Atlanta? Yeah, oh, I, yeah. Well, they, I think those people are idiots, A. Yes. And B, other people said, well, why, how, why did you take it so lightly? Why didn't you just guess? And I agree that it's not a good idea for you to guess if you don't have an idea. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not helping Ray if I'm taking a stab in the dark. Look, he can guess. Right. He can take a stab in the dark himself. Unless you really are leaning some way, you ought to say, I don't know. That's yeah, the, what, should, that's the way you can this. help him best. He should have called Drew Carey's lifeline. That's who he should have called. <laughs> yeah, because Drew Carey's was right. Now, yesterday on Regis and Kathy Lee. And, and let me just also add this about who wants to be a millionaire. I want my old life back. You know, remember back <laughs> in the carefree, peaceful days before I let America down? <laughs> now, what a lot of people don't realize is when you're on that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire show, you can have up to five people as your lifeline, and all five people are standing by. And their phone number, they're standing by their phone, right? So right. when Regis asks the question, now Ray has to figure out which one of the five to call him. Bean was only one of the five. He wasn't sure. the only one. And as a matter of fact, when we talked to Ray Romano on uh, Friday's show, I guess it was, he told us that he probably was going to call Peter Boyle, who plays uh, his dad on the show. He was going to try to call him if he could. He was going to try to yeah. call him. But what happened was that because, the ta because Ray was the last person in the hot seat on the Celebrity Millionaire tapings, it got to be, I mean, it was 10.30 at night by the time Ray got in the chair, New York City time. Right. And Peter Boyle had bagged. Peter Boyle had basically told the producers, I'm not available anymore. He had, obviously, he had plans. I'm lame. I didn't have plans. I was, unfortunately, <laughs> still at home. Now, one of the other lifelines that Ray had standing by, ready for that phone call, was Patty Heaton, who plays his wife on, who wants, on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Fantastic actress. Yes. And she was on Regis and Kathy Lee yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Talking now, about... I have not heard this yet. Me neither. Hey, how about Ray Romano on The Millionaire Show? <laughs> you know I was his lifeline. I... Now, she's upset already. Didn't and didn't that. your husband know the know answer? That. Listen, do you know how this works? When you're the lifeline, you have to stay on the phone <laughs> or near the it. whole time. Now, you were on from... You were standing by... From what time to what time? Well, they started taping the celebrity shows at noon on that Friday that they that they taped them, okay? So that was 9 a.m. West Coast time. So starting at 9 o'clock, I kept the cell phone in my hand the entire day. As did she, and, by the way. As did she, right. <laughs> now, and, and you don't know what time your friend is going to get in the hot seat. As it turned out, again, Ray was last, so it wasn't until 7.30 West Coast time when I finally got the call from Regis. Ray was the last person <laughs> She's talking to about four there. days and nights on that phone. <laughs> You know, I started at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'd be at the grocery store thinking, I hope he doesn't call. Your whole call. schedule around I'm this I'm in phone the bathroom. Call. I hope he doesn't call. <laughs> and, but, uh, I, and we said to him, you know, my husband is British, and he's very well-educated, and we said, Ray, geography or history? Geography or history? You okay, now, 
now it gets curiouser and curiouser because my categories for Ray were government and music. That's it, government and music. We told him being as strongest in government and music. If it's not government and music, maybe you ought to try one of the other lifelines. Sure. And Patty told him that geography was one of hers. Oh, now, now I'm ticked off. <laughs> Call us if you get a question like that. The question was, what is the capital of the Republic of Georgia? And um, he called a disc jockey from a K-Rock. <laughs> she's, wow, so, she's so disappointed. She's <laughs> completely disgusted by his choice to call a disc jockey from K-Rock. So jockey is Ray Romano, by the way. Disc jockey, can you believe it? <laughs> a disc jockey from K-Rock named Bean. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, yeah. Everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> the whole audience, of course, they have no idea who you are, but they're all laughing at you. Now they're reduced to laughing at my name. Yes. Okay. And, and, and Ray calls after the show is over. They finally released me at about midnight. And uh, Ray was the only one left in the studio, I think. And uh, he said to me, ask David, what's the capital of the Republic of Georgia? David. And Dave shouts out, Tbilisi. And Ray said, is he 100% sure? And I said, yeah. And that was the answer. Oh, boy. Well, he would have. He would have. Would have, could have, should have done. Lost on the next question. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, $250,000 question, and because Bean didn't know it, mm-hmm. Ray decided to stop at $125,000. So she was, gonna, she was basically going to ask her husband is what was going to happen. Yeah, she he had was a, standing by, and he knew it. Yeah, she had a pool. Yes. that's So right. much for the Bean, huh? Yeah, thank you, Regis. Appreciate that. <laughs> Let's say good morning. Hello, sir. What's your name? Hello. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Stevie McCormick. Hi, Stevie. Where are you calling from? Who is Who is Stevie. I'm from uh, the D.A.R.E. program in Brooklyn. Oh, the New York D.A.R.E. program. Now, I'm glad you called because that's the charity that Ray Romano was raising the money for on the Celebrity Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Congratulations. You got $125,000. Right. And Mr. Romano told me in my fourth grade class that you were going to donate some money, too. Yes. I felt so bad about letting Ray down on the show that I offered to, to mail him a check personally for $1,000 to your to your charity. Right. So we hear the D.A.R.E. program in Brooklyn wrote a letter to you, Mr. Bean, and I'd like to read it to you now. Oh, that's oh, this nice. Is, this is very sweet. Like I, a letter I, of thanks. This wasn't necessary. I was happy to do it, but sure, go ahead. Dear Mr. Bean, we here at Dare Program in Brooklyn want to thank you for your generous donation to our program. My pleasure. Your $1,000 will help keep kids like me and my other 8-year-old friends off life-destroying drugs. Great. I, I, I can't read this. Right. What? I can't read this anymore. Good. You're a freaking douchebag. What, what, what are you talking? What's going on? <laughs> Wait a minute. You're a goddamn idiot. I was giving, I'm giving you money. $125,000 you lost for us, you punk. Well, I didn't do what I... I'm going to kick your freaking ass. He doesn't really have $125,000 to give. Oh, but he can take it out of me and my friends, eh? No, I'm not taking money away. I didn't. I did the best I could. It was a tough listen, question. Listen to me, you douchebag. I'm in fourth grade, all right? Right. Yeah, everybody knows that. Everybody knows it. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that one. If you come down here at Georgia Street, we're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is not going well. Give me that syringe. All right. This, <laughs> oh, now get, no, stay off the drugs. No, no don't putting, use. I'm putting heroin in my. Okay. No, please don't do that. Just because With being. The money you blow, I'm buying heroin. Okay. You might as well be a pusher. Oh, no, no, I'm not. A, that's not fair. That's not true at all. <laughs> I'm giving away drugs to kids. Uh, listen, he bags of heroin to me and my friends. He just, he just, all right, we gotta go. Thank you. Why did you kiss my brown All right, we gotta go. I'm sorry, we're hanging up. Look, we've, I've, I feel terrible as it is. All right. There you go. 
proof positive that Bean is a giant zero taking charity money away from children. And this next bit is labeled Schmeckfest 2. I don't really know what it is because it's before my time, but trust me, if Bean's on it, it's terrible. All right, Bean should be at Bob's Market right now in Freeman, South Dakota. And Kevin's dialing the number. Uh, let's see if we can get a hold of him. He says he's going to run the register this morning. He's actually working. Bob there. would let him do that? Yeah, Maybe know. he'll keep him. Maybe Bob will keep him there. He was there all day yesterday. He says the newspaper is going to follow him around today for this big Schmeckfest 90 celebration. Morning, this is Bob's. <laughs> is this Bean? Yes, it is. Are you answering the phone now? We have a special on head cheese here. Dollar ninety nine a pound. You are talking to us live from South Dakota at Bob's Market. I'm in Freeman, South Dakota. I'm reading the local newspaper here, the Argus Leader, to check out all the big news, the big movie in Sioux Falls. You have to go to Sioux Falls to see a movie. It's about sixty miles. Right. Wow. I say to people, you got to go sixty miles to see a movie. They say, sure. We make a whole day of it. It's the best. Big movie in Sioux Falls uh, uh, this week, Kevin, was uh, Look Who's Talking. <laughs> it's a little it, behind. It, it finally made it there, huh? <laughs> apparently it pulled in. It says here they talked to the manager of the Midco Movie Theater in Sioux Falls, uh, and apparently the film pulled in 500 more people this week than last week. So it's really, it's on the way up. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to rush you. Are you working? What are you doing? I'm working. I'm bagging right now. <laughs> you need a separate bag for your milk here, ma'am? Are you okay? She's <laughs> all right. Anything for the kids this morning? Uh, all right. How about, a sucker? how about a sucker for the kids? Are you getting paid? Oh, gosh, no. There you go. There's a sucker for you, youngster. Eat it and shut up. Oh. <laughs> You're on. so good with kids. There you go. Here's another one. What are you guys doing? Hey, Bean? Yeah. Describe the store for us. Is it big, small? What does it look like? Well, oh, well Bob's right here. Bob, it's, how many square feet you got here, buddy? Uh, 25 by 100. 25 by 100. It's a good size store, about the size of a 7-Eleven back in Southern California. Just stock to the rafters with pretty much anything you do. Sell a lot of leather goods here, do you, Bob? <laughs> not, not too much in the way of it. Yeah, a lot of groceries. Uh, Good-looking store. You can get your produce here. You can buy beef. Uh, my friend Paul has been in the back cutting up beef uh, for the Schmeckfest festivities tonight. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they buy that they actually cook to serve tonight, they uh, they buy here from Bob's Market. So Paul's had a busy morning back there cutting up patties. All right, now Bean, you're taking uh, you're taking Bob around and uh, head into that head into the darn place and see what's going on inside. All right, so this is it. Bob, we're officially schmecking now, am I right? This is the, this is the actual Schmeckfest. There's yeah. the sign. Welcome uh, to Schmeckfest. What is that, Independent Arts? Uh, industrial Arts Room. That's where we're going. We're going to see the sausage sales, bake sales, all kinds of demonstrations. Oh, so all right. that over that way. Perfect. It's like a little Schmeck Museum, is it? I think you're going to be impressed. Okay, well, you're being a very gracious host. I just want you to know that. I really appreciate that. Oh, I feel that way, too. What, uh, what's your name? Berlin Walkner. Great. Uh, what are you making here this we're morning? making some Schweitzer cakes. Now, what are Schweitzer cakes? Tell our friends back home. That's cheese. Uh, just regular, ordinary cheese, or you do something special with it? It's something not, not really so special, because you want to know how to make it. Oh, no, not maybe not that, but I mean, just the, the essence. Is this is this the essence of Schmeckmania, is it? Oh, yeah, you need to taste. Taste, taste, taste. What, uh, I guess I'll be doing some of that later. What uh, what other kinds of things do they make in this little exhibition booth we're in now? This whole thing? Oh, there's sausage and rosettes and goodness knows what. You've got to go around to see it all. You know, you got food just coming out of the side of your mouth right there. Just coming right out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to move along. Oh. Hi there, what's your name, sir? I'm Joe Danny Hofer. All right, Joe, what's this colony thing? Is this like some weird satanic cult you're no, talking about? No, a colony are people that came from uh, Russia. And there's two types of colonies. There's a Hutterish Mennonite colony and the regular colony. Some are the prairie light, and the others are the colony. They live in the colony. They what the heck is this guy talking about? Does anyone know what this guy is talking about? Sure. They're, not, they're about eight miles outside of Freeman? Eight miles out of Freeman. They wear long dresses. And whatever they make, they lift together. Uh, they uh, put in a Men in a dresses. treasure, and they have a no. treasure, and they have a preacher. Right? Beautiful. And they live 
by the river. And they just kind of sit around all day staring at the sun. No, no, they don't stand by the sun. They're very hard-working people. Oh, are they? And they work very hard, and they're good farmers. Uh-huh. They actually came from Russia. Do we have any here tonight that I could meet? Uh, I saw some earlier here. They came through here. Will they talk to me? Did they do interviews? They sure will. Need your motion picture deals? I can pull some strings. Uh, they, there's a video. <laughs> yeah. If you'd want to see a video on them, there's a video. They call them uh, the Hutterite uh, Mennonite Colony. I couldn't even begin to say that, much less watch the video. How do you pronounce that? The video? Wustrich <laughs> Mennonite Colony. Can you speak? to Deutsch? Do you speak German? Really? Oh, you. Can you say hello? Hey, we're getting our picture taken. Look at this. How you doing? Can you say hi to all of our friends listening to us on the radio in Los Angeles in German? Oh, hello. That's hey, it? Really, hello? That's how you do it? There's a good German so Good and no. Good and all right, well, if you're going to start spitting on me, man, I'm taking off. Thanks for talking to me today. I'm being harassed by the oldest woman I've ever seen in my life. Hang on a second. Taking a break before I go for dessert, Kevin, because you know I'm pretty much stuffed. You've dessert. been eating for about the last hour, and you haven't I done dessert yet? Yes, ma'am, I did. Hey, what's your name? Gerky. Gerky. I'm back here at Bob's Market. <laughs> I wanted to run back and see if they needed any help. You know, I was carrying out groceries earlier and stuff, and I'm worried I've been gone now for a couple hours. I'm worried they didn't survive without me. Right. But they're doing okay. Now, Gerky, what were you saying? Gerky, Gerky, was, she was just telling me that there are barber shops in this town, and maybe I ought to look into one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to her. Hold, hold on. Will you, will you talk to my friend Kevin? He's in Los Angeles. He wants to talk to you. All right, Kevin, here she is. All right. <laughs> no, him. Oh, no, just say hi. Hi, hi. Hi, Gerky. I'm a widow. How are, you're a, a widow? widow. <laughs> you're a widow? Well, she wanted to clear that up right up front. She's a widow, so don't try anything. Uh, can I help you carry some stuff out to the car? You're doing okay. You're doing fine. Kevin, I want to take a break. I picked up the Freeman Courier, and the reason I wanted to get a copy of the paper is because you know that darn photographer guy has been following me around all morning? Yeah, he's going to do a story on you? He's going to do a story on me, and I wanted to check out the paper to see what kind of news they have. Right. Well, let's see. It looks that uh, Gordon and Linda Gertson of Delta, Minnesota, visited Freeman. They were weekend guests of the Ray and Anita Newfield family. You're kidding. Hey, <laughs> there's big news. Oh, hold on a second. This, one's on, this is on page two. Due to an old hip injury, Doug Schrag is having to use crutches for an extended period of time. I can't <laughs> believe that happened to Doug. That's some of the news. And uh, All right, here's one more. This is live from Freeman, South Dakota. Some of the big news here that you don't find in the L.A. Times or the Daily News. <laughs> Wilbur and Laverna Friesen. Right. had an auction sale at their farm, and they've moved into their new house in Freeman. All right. So as you can see, as you can see, it doesn't. The town just doesn't end with the spec fest. There's so much more going on. All right. And then I'm heading back out. It's up to about 17 degrees outside. Now. Beautiful. All right. We'll check in with you in a second. All right. Thanks so much. That's Bean live in South Dakota on K Rock. Bean in South Dakota. Ha ha. Very funny. You know what other freakish thing Bean does? He sleeps with the sock monkey. Check this out. Hey, you know what I found out about Bean? And I've kind of always known this, but it just kind of re-slapped me in the face. What now? Bean sleeps with a, uh, a sock monkey. Boring! Every night. Now, he finds this boring because to him, this is normal life. I, I And I, we were talking about this the other day. Bean uh, has slept with a stuffed animal all his life. Is that accurate? First, uh, when was, for a long time, it was Curious George. He had a little Curious George doll. Well, I, I started out with, with Tony the Tiger when I was like two. Okay. And I had him for many, many years. Right. And then he got lost on one of my moves. Mm-hmm. And then I then your parents to- at one point go, okay, now little beanie, <laughs> yeah. uh, now you're eleven, you're eleven, and it's time <laughs> to give up the stuffed animal. I don't think it's one of those things that necessarily hurts anyone. You no, know? it doesn't. It doesn't. So many but of no- the things that, that you are fascinated with are things that really make so little difference. Oh, I know they make no difference, but it's fun to think that when you travel, for example, right, you pack 
a sock monkey. <laughs> that's true, I do. You pack a little monkey that's a sock. After Tony the Tiger uh, and his tragic demise, then I switched over to Wicket the Ewok, and I had him for many, many years. Wicket the Ewok, that's sure. a Star Wars thing? From Return of the Jedi. Okay, right. right. And, and then after that was Curious George. And how many years did you... And so Curious George, I mean, you know, you're in your 20s, and you're t- he's taking Curious George with him. Uh, probably, Curious George was probably uh, about 10 years. And now it's a sock monkey. And then Curious George is gone, and now it's sock, sock monkey. Right? What sock is a, monkey's going on about three years. What is a sock monkey well, exactly? Yeah. It looks like a monkey. Yeah, it does. I mean, uh, they you make You put a, your hand in it? No, no, no. It, you don't do that. It's, uh, it's, it looks like it, it's made out of an athletic sock, but it has a little tail and little legs and little arms and a little face yeah. and a hat. Well, here's the thing, and here's why I'm it's fascinated. Just kind of, it's comfortable. It's just comfortable to have something to kind of, kind of focus on. Yeah, see, when, the difference, when you're see, two. Here's the, here's the difference. See, guys like you... Swinger, swingers like you, you've always had the chicks. See, but you make it sound like I'm uh, crazy here. Uh, grown men do not sleep with stuffed animals. They I, just don't. I think a lot more would do a lot more do than you would realize no. because you, because how often are you? How often does this conversation even come up? I bet if you were to poll your friends, I'm sure you would we find could, that there are some. Uh, what percentage of grown men, men over twenty one? Would you say sleep with a stuffed animal? Besides that guy, stuffed animal boy that we knew and made fun of relentlessly. <laughs> Daniel, right. What percentage? Well, I'm not... I'd go with like one or two percent. No, yes. it'd be more than Come that. Come on. No. Not grown men. They don't I'm... sleep with pu- with little stuffed animals. You get over that when you're six. I'm thinking of, well, you haven't seen the new Pokemon dolls. I'm thinking of uh, one or two is too low. Somewhere around 85 to 90. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe not that. Maybe not quite that high. Yeah. But it's just it's a uh, it's a it's a comfort thing. That's yeah, all. it's a comfort thing when you're six. And it's a habit. It's like thing. A, do you have a do you have a banky? I do. I have a banky. Yeah, I have rubber ducky PJs too. Well, I, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> it's just comfortable. I know girls sleep sleep with stuffed animals. I I understand that. But guys over twenty one who sleep with stuffed animals are are crazy. Crazy. That's How about my crazy. man Bill? My man Bill is on board with me. All right, let's talk to Bill. And I'm sure we're going to find some other freaks like yourself. But Bill, yeah, you sleep with what? A Pooh Bear. I'm not. We need the Pooh. I'm not a freak. No, you're not. You're that. How long have you been sleeping with your Pooh Bear? Uh, since I was 16. You can't say uh, I sleep with Pooh Bear and I'm not a freak in the same sentence. <laughs> How old are you, Bill? I'm 27. 27 years old. Yeah. And, and wow. what what would you say the reason is that you take the stuffed animal to bed with you? Well. This is what I say. I say it because I need to prop something underneath my right shoulder. Otherwise, I can't get comfortable. See, so you use it for a purpose. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And you can sleep without it. You just use something else to prop up your shoulder. Yeah, this is true. All right, you're cool, Bill. All right, thanks. You're off the hook. Thank you. So Bill does sleep with the Pooh Bear, but is not a freak? That's what you've decided? Yeah, because he uses it for medicinal purposes, just to prop up his shoulder. Terry? Yeah. You sleep with a Snoopy? I sleep with a Snoopy I've had since I was two years old. And when you go on the road, do you take it with you? Absolutely. And if you There's don't, my man. if you don't have it with you, can you sleep? Uh, not really. There's my man, All Terry. Right. How old are you? I'm 31. You it's are. It's just it's it's just comfortable that way, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And you know what? We don't have time for more phone calls. But what I would like to do is I would like to call. Actually, have the phone number for your sock monkey, Bean. My sock monkey has his own phone. Yeah. Hold on. I didn't even realize that. Tommy on hold sleeps with a polar bear. Miguel has Mr. Bear. Jay from Anaheim, Cheshire Cat. You people are all embarrassing. Tell me, there's a lot people? of folks out there. Embarrassing. There are all a lot of crazy people out you there. You didn't think there'd be so many, did you? Hello, Bean's bad. Hi, hi, is this the sock monkey? <laughs> yeah, it's the freaking sock monkey. <laughs> hey, sock monkey, how are you? Uh, shut up. Hey, I'll be coming. <laughs> I'll be back there with you in about two hours. Oh, joy. Oh, freaking joy of joy. Wow, you don't sound very happy to be being sock monkey. <laughs> I, I belong with a kid, not some 57-year-old guy. 
Is it, uh, is it kind of weird for you to be stuck with a man? Yeah, it sucks, I'll tell you. Yeah. First of all, he moves me to some freaking island. Right, yeah. I'm a city monkey. <laughs> right. oh, you're a city monkey. <laughs> you out here in the boondocks. Right. Well, it's not like you go out much. I mean, you pretty much just stay right there in the room. Uh, tell me about it. You wish. It sounds like you wish you could get out a little more. Let me tell you something, Kevin. Being is hygienically challenged. What is that? I mean. Well, no, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> Does he stink? Really? Oh, now, come on, Bucky. That's not true. You rolled over on me. Sometimes I think one of the llamas crapped on me. <laughs> That's not true at all. I'm a, I'm a very clean man. And it wouldn't be so bad if we slept with a woman now and then. <laughs> oh, really? He sleeps by himself? Yeah. Wow. Where well, does, what about, what where about my it, wife Donna, though, Sockbucky? Where, where does his wife sleep? Donna, Donna, Donna. <laughs> You've never met her? Oh, you talk about that girl who's in chains down in the basement? Yeah, probably, I guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah we don't see her much. <laughs> no, I guess not. No. I guess you wouldn't hear Well, now, do your other uh, sock monkey friends make fun of you for being stuck with a big man? Yeah. They yeah. have, like, two- and three-year-olds, you know. Right. Cool rooms with, you know, Winnie the Pooh on the wallpaper. Right. Me, I live in this dark dungeon with uh, the 40-foot freak over there. <laughs> well, we sometimes get together and watch the Teletubbies videos, though. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. I what? can't tell you the unspeakable things he does when he watches that TV show. When he watches that? Oh, you don't want to know. What does he do when he watches the Teletubbies? <laughs> I can't tell you. Really? It's that bad. Wow, that is gross. This is your imagination. Yeah. Well, well, Sock Monkey, I'm sorry you're not having a good time. I'm a big fan of yours. Yeah, yeah well, that's great, Dr. Doolittle. Are you uh, <laughs> Are you sad that you're stuck? Look, what am I going to do? It's a Sock Monkey's rotten life. i gotta, I, I got to try to comfort him, but it's not easy. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Well, that's, that's rough. Yeah, because we're sitting there on the, on the freaking uh, Grace Kelly sheets. Yeah. In the tinky-winky pillowcase. <laughs> right. It's not a good existence for a sock monkey. Yeah. He's much crazier than any of us realize, isn't he? You have no idea. Here's my theory on Bean. My theory is that Bean is much, much smarter than all of us and is much crazier than any of us realize because he's smart enough to cover it up. That's my theory. There's about 14 beekeepers buried in the backyard. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. He's actually killing people now. Oh, he's in a murder spree. Wow. Killing hey, sock monkey. We're out of time, but, uh, you know, we're going on an airplane on Sunday. Yeah. Give me a favor. Put me in the overhead compartment and leave me there. <laughs> you hope to be found by some found by some kid. A kid would be nice. Yeah, I hear you. All right, sock monkey. Well, listen. Nice to talk to you all this time. We've been together. I had no idea. I had nothing to say to you. Yeah, I guess not. You bore the hell out of me. <laughs> I, see. I see. So you'll talk to Kevin. You won't talk to me. That's nice to talk to a person for God's sake. <laughs> I think I understand. I got you, sock monkey. All right, sock monkey. Thank you. Oh, help me. Bye now. Help me. All right. Help me. All right. Save me. Bye now. Help me. Bean sleeping with a sock monkey. What a creepo. And you know what other weird thing Bean does is that he used to have cows, and he claims that he loves animals and he doesn't mistreat animals, but what kind of monster feeds pancakes to cows? Well, Bean, that's who. Listen to this. Bean yesterday spent most of the day talking about how much his cow enjoys baked goods. Yes. Well, it was a mention. Oh, a mention. It was you, a, don't, you it, don't mention anything. It You're was the a, most extreme person I've ever met in my life. And that's not an extreme statement. Look, it was a mention, but then you were so fascinated by it that you kept bringing it up over and over and over again. Well, I don't have cattle. What? So I don't know in how In some countries, you'd be considered a very poor that's man. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what they uh, eat. I thought it was hay and oats and stuff. It, right? it is. Yes, that's predominantly what their diet is, yeah. Baked goods. Bean is showing me a picture now on his computer screen of his cow. Is that hay? That's hay, yeah. He named his that's cow hay. Yeah. Of course. Uh, eating a cupcake with frosting. <laughs> 
That can't be good for him. It can't be good for him. He well, of course, it's like like anything else with uh, sweets. You know, you feed them in moderation. You don't overdo it. I mean, it's not like I'm out there every day with a cake. I mean, he generally eats you know alfalfa and grain and beet pulp and things like that. But uh, you know, several times a week we bring him some baked goods. Do he, you or do you not feed your cow hay pancakes? He loves pancakes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> syrup? No syrup. No. Let's not be crazy. Fruit? <laughs> Strawberry? Something like that? Yeah, what it? about that? A healthy You know, sweet. he's not sitting at a table with a little tablecloth. and French toast? Yeah, he likes French toast. Sure. Powdered just... sugar? No, you don't put any powdered sugar. Well, come he just, on. He, why not? What's it's the fun the of that? Part. He just he loves baked goods. I don't know. There's something about him. He loves bread. I have other cows who don't care at all for Chocolate bread. chip pancakes? No, I don't give him any well, chocolate. come on. Chocolate chip cookies? I don't give him any chocolate. What no, about cookies? I don't. Well, he says that he's looking at us like we're crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I give him pancakes. I don't give him chocolate chip <laughs> pancakes. What's wrong with you? Donuts? Come on. Don't you know anything? Well, we had lightning. I believe we had lightning try and line up Bean's cow on the phone. Well, that's not even possible. That doesn't even make any sense to me. Hey? Is this is this hey? Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm coming home today. I'll see you later on tonight, buddy. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you talking like that for? More cupcakes. <laughs> but hey, you love them. You love cupcakes. Oh, God. Bean, Bean was telling us yesterday all day that you love baked goods, that you come running when you see baked goods. Because he tortures me if I don't eat them. Oh, does he make him feel bad? That's mean. That's absurd. Why would you do that? What does he say if you don't eat them? I have four stomach aches right now. Four stomach aches. Wow. Pancakes. Cows have four stomachs. Right. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So in one of your stomachs is pancakes. Yeah. Cupcakes. Uh huh. French toast. Sure. Right. Pumpernickel. What? <laughs> what about hay? Do you not eat hay? I try to. Yeah. I try to eat stuff that cows eat. Right. But yeah. he just won't have it. Well, he won't have it. No. I, don't, I don't know if that's if true. If I don't eat cupcakes, he kicks me right in the udders. It's that right? Yes. Somebody wow. call PETA. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be eating cupcakes. I would never. I'm a cow. I would never do anything like that to you. I'm you know a that. cow. <laughs> you're feeding me cupcakes. According to Bean, you not only eat them, but love them. I'm going to go so far as to say that my steer is a cupcake enthusiast. I'm even going to go that far. Doc says I have diabetes. Oh, is that right? Oh. Yeah. Doc on the rock? Frosting. No, my doctor. Oh, your doctor. Oh, veterinarian. Veterinarian. My oh, cow doctor. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, look, I don't know what these guys are talking about. You always make it seem like you love it when I bring you down the special treats. Hey? That's what you tell them. Tell them the truth, Bean. That well, is the truth. What's the truth, hey? Is Why don't you like tell Abu us? Abu Grabe or something? Tell That's us right. right. What's it's, the it's truth? Cow, it's Calbu Grabe. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible to hear. Get someone. Come look at send send inspectors to the island. You know, wow. for, you've send been ha- some UN inspectors to the island. You seem happy for 14 years. I've never heard a complaint out of you, and all of a sudden, Kevin gets a hold of you for one minute, and you're bitch, bitch, bitch. I'm not long for this world anymore. I'm just trying to do some good before it's all over. Is that right? You're about to go? Yeah, too many, too many pancakes. Oh, Doc that's says I don't, have, I don't have long. That's not the way. I wonder what it would be like if the K-Rock microphones were there when I finally went. (laughs) Cow? That's just just me. There you have it, Bean mistreating animals. And not only does he mistreat animals and help his friends lose on game shows...
But he also thinks playing slideshows on the air is entertaining. And if you find this entertaining, go to hell. Go ahead and hit the lights. Lisa, are you with us? Uh, yeah. Oh, Lisa. You know, don't we have more stuff? I mean, I want to see yeah, this we do. too. But I no, think... we have plenty to get to. But Bean is insisting that we all watch slides. Welcome to Louisiana, ladies and gentlemen. Right there, slide number one as you enter the state. Sign says, welcome to Louisiana. Good. I don't know how I decided on Louisiana for this uh, vacation, but I'm kind of working my way around uh, working my way around a little bit uh, to all the states in the Union. I like to, What I like to do, just uh, by means of introduction, I like to fly someplace, rent a car. I don't know anybody. I don't have a plan. I just get in the car and I just drive. I drove around 1,500 miles in the state of Louisiana. And the beautiful thing is that Bean's wife loves to go with him. Uh, no, she actually <laughs> doesn't and, oh. and isn't invited. Hey, look, cows. Cows, I know that. Uh, and there's another, uh, that's a cow right there. And uh, just to kind of give you an idea of some of the cows. things. I don't know why. No, those, are, those are hogs. Those are pigs. Who cares? I don't know why you think we want to see wildlife when you come back. They're not and even wild. I got to tell you guys, Louisiana. I mean, if you've been to Louisiana, you've been hey, to New Orleans, and that's about a it. Slum? Or that's a slum. That's it an old is, white shack. Oh. I am telling you, it is. I, I've been around the world a little bit. It is the most poverty-stricken place I think I've ever been. Really? It is really sad. You wow. get outside of those big areas, huh? I'm telling you, it's nothing but little, like, 200-square-foot houses that you can't believe they're still standing. That you can buy for, like, seven grand. Here's a place I didn't stop, but I thought it was interesting. In Shreveport, Louisiana, that's a bar called Fertitas. Apparently, it's the home of the Muffy. It is the home of the Muffy. <laughs> That's What's a, a muffy? I don't know. Bring us one? <laughs> I didn't go in. I should have. The home of the muffy. Now, for those who say there's nothing good to see in Louisiana, this is the beautiful Sabine Parish Landfill, which apparently must be some sort of a uh, uh, attraction there because it says visitors welcome on the sign. Yeah. A, a landfill. <laughs> in case you want to go to the Sabine Parish Landfill. And you know how to live. Here's the Faraday, Louisiana uh, welcome sign, which, of course, is the home of Jimmy Swaggart and uh, Mickey Gilly and Jerry Lee Lewis and someone named... Uh, Pee-wee Whitaker, also apparently from... Oh. <laughs> How, if you're Pee-wee, you go, well, I'm glad I got on the sign, but I just look bad compared to Jerry Lewis. I actually, it says on the sign there, visit the museum. It's actually the Faraday Chamber of Commerce and Museum and ATM. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a small town, but it's all rolled into one. There's some sheep right some there. Sheep, great. Those are good. All right, here's a pig. Here's a pig. You know, they oh. kind of look the same from state to state. Yeah, they a do. You pig. know, a cow's a cow's a cow's a cow. Right. There's a sign for the Clay Bears Gator and Turtle Farm. You remember oh, we talked yes. to We called them Friday. We called them right before we went on vacation, said I was going to go in. It's a, uh, it's a terrific place, a little off the beaten path. And there's Harvey Clay Bear. That's the guy we talked to on the air. <laughs> I love that guy. He's got about four chins. Yep. And behind Harvey, he is, my, my dad is a gator raiser too before me. He's got just thousands of alligators. They raise them for meat. He sells meat all over the world. New York wow. City restaurants all the way to Europe and everything. What do they have a million turtles for? What do they use those for? They uh, they sell the shells. People like the shells as souvenirs, and they eat them, too. Really? They eat everything. And you ask a guy in Louisiana, what's turtle taste like? He's like, well, you ever had squirrel? Tastes like squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and you just think, what the hell are you people eating? <laughs> There's an alligator, a seven-foot uh, female out there in the turtle farm. And, uh, and the reason I bring that in is this is just like the one that ate that three-year-old in Florida over You're the right. weekend. Exactly yeah. the same size, seven-foot turtle there. Jeez. There's a crop of baby alligators attacking a piece of meat. That's oh, about that's 20 two-year-olds right there. What is that piece what of meat? That that's meat? a big old piece of meat. That's it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid it is. That's Thank the three-year-old. Great. How many more animals you got? This is uh, the Sweet Potato Research Center. I don't know what they. <laughs> I don't know what they do there. Did you it's take classified. the tour? I did. I, thank you, Doc. I did not take the tour, but I took the picture of the Sweet Potato Research Station. That's an actual. I don't know what can be going on out oh. there. There's some cows some right there. Yeah, that's good. All right, we about done. There's the. I got a couple more. There's uh, Palmer's gas station just outside Alexandria, and uh, the reason that yeah, let me get a little closer. 
There's uh, Jesse who's sitting out in front of the gas pump there at the Sitco. Now Jesse is uh, Jesse's slow. You can't actually buy gas at the Sitco because the owners are across the street having crawfish. But they got Jesse parked out in front of the gas pump to tell you that you can wait around if you want. Really? They're over there having some food, but if you want to wait, they'll be back in a while. <laughs> Good little, job, Jesse. Little slower pace, I think, going on. There's an ostrich right there. Got a couple from New Orleans. There's what did you say at that point? You said, can I take your picture? <laughs> I did. It's exactly what I said. You remind me of Carl. <laughs> That's the uh, Louis Armstrong statue there in New Orleans. I took a couple pictures in New Orleans just for you, Kevin. Yeah, well, I, I don't really go for the statues, but This go ahead. is actually a, uh, this was uh, at the Marie Laveau uh, voodoo shop. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, we've no, been to I've before. Been there, been there, yeah. Went to the Wax Museum. There's uh, figures uh, signing Louisiana Purchase. I need one to see that. Here's, uh, I pulled over to the side of the road to take pictures of cows, and I got my car stuck on the side of the road. Yes. And, yes! Could, and could not. Here's a picture of the car with all the mud. Ah! With all the mud that How shot up from the tires as I tried for 30 minutes to get it out of the side of the road. There isn't one inch of the car that's not covered with mud. I couldn't even believe it. And let me tell you how nice the people are in Louisiana. If 20 cars went by, I bet 19 of them stopped and asked if they could help me. Really? I mean, uh, I, how long would you stay on the side of the road in L.A.? Two I'm weeks? <laughs> you would actually die there. Uh, ends up a couple guys in pickup trucks. They tied a rope to it and pulled it out of the mud. Wow. So that an hour and a half later, I could be back in this mud puddle <laughs> down Interstate 90 you didn't learn, did with you? two flat tires. Oh, wow. Two flat tires. A total blowout. I think and I must, an oncoming oh Norwegian God. train. Right? I think I must have. The only thing I can think is I must have hit a curb uh, getting, onto the, uh, getting onto the freeway or something like that. That, There's no tire on that rim. We're just tuning in. We're watching a slideshow of Bean's vacation. I just have a Louisiana. couple more. Now, the problem was that I broke down twice on the way to the only thing that I was really excited about seeing in Louisiana, and that, that was, was the Leprosy Museum oh. in Carville. The that leprosy, would be interesting. The Leprosy Museum. It's an actual working leprosy hospital. 140 lepers live in there out on the grounds, and it's uh, they got a museum here. And they were closed when I got there because I broke down twice. What do they have, twice. like, this is Jim Bob's arm? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The Carvel Hansen Disease Research Center. That's the oh outside of it. God. But they were closed. I missed it by two minutes. Oh, two God. minutes. Damn. So oh. now i got to go back. <laughs> but they actually have, you know, real live lepers living there and everything. Wow. And souvenirs. Hey, There's, a a great show. There's a turtle I helped across the road. He was out in the middle of the freeway. And I, we only do have one more. That's a dead armadillo right there is what that is. That is a dead armadillo. Good Feed up. Yeah. Right, hey. Louisiana is pretty much the roadkill uh, capital of the world. I've never seen so many damn animals out there, man. Can I turn off the slide projector? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. So you guys missed a hell of a time. Yeah. Sure did. Take oh, a, and I brought, I brought you guys back stuff, too. Take us along. I got some. something for everybody here. Oh. Is it roadkill? Pat O'Brien's Hurricane Cocktail Mix. <laughs> Hurricane Cocktail Mix. Pat O'Brien's is the place. All you have to do is add the rum. I have drank so So I got many one for everybody. Hurricanes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. So the show's about to take <laughs> off, folks. Help yourself. There we go. Oh, Doc, that's mine. Doc, that's Jimmy. There Doc, we go. That's Doc, that's mine. Doc, that's mine. Doc, that's mine. Doc, Let me remind you that this dude is in the Radio Hall of Fame. I have no idea why. Here's more proof that this guy's a giant D-bag because he owns a picture of a naked OJ. Bean, explain to us the picture that you have on your wall, and don't exaggerate a bit. Well, I, I brought it uh, I brought did? it in so I could, so oh, I could show it to you. Oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Because to... this is, you talk about a picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Holy crap. Really? Okay, here's the deal. It's OJ Simpson. Um, and he's got a towel. It looks like he's just getting out of the shower. He's drying off his uh, left ear. Uh-huh. Big afro, big smile. Big afro. Big thingy, now that you mentioned it. And it's just hanging there. That's down to like mid-thigh. He has yeah. a naked picture of O.J. Simpson. This picture was taken in 1972 uh, at Shea Stadium. I guess he would have already been playing with the, with the Bills by then, right? P- playing in New York. 
And, uh, yeah, that's what we're thinking by a famous photographer named Harry Benson, who's most famous for photographing the Beatles on their first tour of the United States. He did a lot of celebrity photo work back in the 60s. Right, but that's not the point. (laughs) (laughs) Curious more why I own it? You own it. You would see that picture and say, yes, I need to have this nude photo of of O.J. and his schwanz hanging on my wall. You own the picture and you hang it on your wall. This is photo six of 35. They made 35 copies of this picture, Don't care. I don't want to know what the other uh, 34... Where they are? I just want to know about that one. Tell me that you guys wouldn't see a naked picture of O.J. Simpson and think, I have to own it. Not in a hundred <laughs> really? million years. I would laugh. Doesn't, so does get me wrong. Doesn't strike you as funny? Yeah, I would laugh. <laughs> but would I hang it in my house? Dude, no. You better look again because I don't think you really are realizing how great that picture look at, is. You see, here's the thing. Here's the exact thing we're talking about. Looking once for me, more than enough. Got it. Uh-huh. Got seen? it. Seen it. Moving on now. Not buying it, hanging on my wall to see it over and over and over again. <laughs> the drool at the black penis. <laughs> With a big old afro. If that's what's so funny, then frame it from the waist up. No, but it's funny that he looks so, like, he, he just looks so jolly, and he's standing there just butt, butt naked, well, bare ass. You know, that's in the locker rooms of sports, guys walk around naked. It's not, you know, it's not uncommon to see them laughing and joking coming out of the shower. Right, of course. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. What is uncommon is for a reportedly heterosexual man <laughs> to hang up a giant portrait of a stark nude black man in his house and say... Oh, it's just for the comedy. But <laughs> it is for the comedy. Because Nobody nothing, comes to your house. No there's one nothing comes sexy there. about this picture to be at not all. Not to me, just, no. Not it's to us. Just, but if it were if it were not O.J. Simpson, I mean, it's not that I got it because I think he's uh, attractive or anything like that. It's the fact that it's O.J. Simpson that cracks me up that he's standing there with his big afro and his, yeah. and his big... And his big, little afro. All right, hold it up again so money can see it. Money, money has a money seat. Just came like, oh, to take a look. Just came yeah, right. the studio, yeah, so... All right. I'd hang that what, in my house. You would? Thank you, money. Well, I mean, would that make you laugh? Heisman, would that make you laugh two- every single time you walked yeah, by it? Though he's a sports legend. Yeah, two thousand yards in a season for the Buffalo Bills. But that doesn't well, you mean I want to see his penis. Hang up his jersey, then. I don't know. That's more of a uh, keepsake, right there. You get the whole <laughs> thing, you know. But I don't want. I don't want the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, you put a jersey on the wall. It's just another jersey. Yeah, he's got another signed jersey. You put that on the wall. Talk about breaking the ice. With whom? <laughs> whom? With, yes. with whom are you breaking the house? Anybody that walks into the house. No one walks into his house. Well, now that's the problem. He's not doing it for the comedy. See, money's different. Money would do it so that people would walk by and glance at it and go, oh my God. And the reaction that he would get out of people is why he would do it. But there's no one in your house but you. I have to entertain myself, and I think it's funny how every many times time I have see you, it. How many times have you entertained yourself looking at that picture? That's <laughs> yeah, what I that's know. the question right there. I just mean it cracks me up when I think about the fact that there's a giant nude portrait of O.J. Simpson in my house. It's just funny. <laughs> it just Bar. cracks me up. But on the creepy scale, it goes way past funny. Yeah. Really? Because I don't see it. There's nothing creepy about this to me because I don't look at it sexually at all. To me, it's just pure comedy because it's O.J. Then why don't you just get a big oil painting of O.J.'s smiling face or something if that's what it's about if it's not about the penis why is it there that's what makes this photo so funny this photo isn't funny if it's just him from the waist up what makes it funny though is the whole the whole package money you understand what i'm talking yeah about. well i think it's one of those things that somebody looks at it and goes is that the juice and you're like yeah that's the juice <laughs> a naked juice. yeah right. that's it but again you're back to the reaction from other people right he's nope. looking at this alone every day in his house <laughs> he's the only one that sees it i feel i'm caught in a conundrum here <laughs> If you were living by yourself and you were guaranteed no one was ever going to see that picture, would you hang it up in your That'd house? That'd be a little weird. Yeah. Hang on a sec. We got somebody at the uh, we got somebody at the door. Let's find out who's in the neighborhood. <laughs> that's not uh, that's hello? not our thing. That's uh, that's big boy. Oh, uh, hello. I can't believe what I'm hearing. 
OJ? OJ? Oh, OJ. I can't believe Bean's got a picture of me on his wall. That's what I'm talking about. It's pretty cool, huh? I got to say I'm flattered because most of the white guys who like to look at my big penis, mm-hmm. there's like scary old dudes and stuff, you know? Right. But here's a nice young man loving looking at my penis, and, I, <laughs> and I'm a Jew. <laughs> but I, I don't want you to misunderstand, OJ. It's just that I think it's funny that that's, there's this big naked picture of you. That's sure, all. Sure, buddy. Wink, wink. I'll be on your side. <laughs> I have nothing against the homosexual community whatsoever. OJ, do you get a lot of love from the homosexual community? Oh, yeah, because, you know, it's kind of well known that I have a, <laughs> I kind of a large penis. Right. So a lot of guys come up and say, oh, I'm, you know, they come up and say, well, I'm just super excited about your large penis. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet I, they I do. Bet it's fantastic. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> well, there you have it. Bean loves murderers. And you know what else he loves? 7-Eleven. And you know people who love 7-Eleven? There are no people that love 7-Eleven. Bean's a freak. Bean is the one with all the animals, and, and Bean really is antisocial. Those are the two things that are true about him. You'll never see him anywhere. He, do, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> go much. places. I try and not to. He yeah. doesn't like uh, the crowds. You know, right. and he, if he goes to a movie, he tries to go to a you know, 1.30 in the afternoon movie right. or something. But he really has, he has one thing in his life that I think could be considered a social life, mm-hmm. something that you do all the time with other people. That's right. What's that? And that's stopped by his 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Now, I know it sounds a little odd. Because for most people, as Kevin has explained many times on the air on this topic, for most people, a 7-Eleven is a temporary diversion. It is never a destination. No, it God, is, no. It is, it's Blythe is what it is. It's a, or it's Barstow. It's a place that you stop to get gas on your way to Correct. Las Vegas. 7-Eleven is a place that you stop to buy a 40-ounce on your way home. Right. right. Sure, like <laughs> which I do every day. No, but Bean loves... 7-Elevens. Bean has stolen the the, the front uh, welcome mat from a 7-Eleven. You did? I prefer to think of that as a parting gift. Bean has uh, <laughs> 7-Eleven smocks. I swear Na- to God. Name tags? About uh, seven years ago when Bean was thinking of moving, his big question was, is there a 7-Eleven close? <laughs> because he, like uh, like an autistic child, <laughs> has to be in a 7-Eleven every single day. So he found one up by his house, and this has been Bean's salvation. This is his social outlet. Every single day, Bean goes to the 7-Eleven, and he knows the people there. Well, that 7-Eleven, Kevin, for me, if, if you have some appropriate music, that 7-Eleven for me has been the happiest place on earth. That 7-Eleven for me is my friends and my family and my support group and my entertainment and my reason for being. God knows nobody here likes Bean. So what he does is he uh, he leaves here and he gets in his vehicle and he drives right to the 7-Eleven all full of giddy with excitement. <laughs> because I don't know what's going to be new on the day. I don't know if, uh, you know, Craig showed up on time, for instance. <laughs> oh, uh, I swear to God, Lisa, it sounds like we're exaggerating. <laughs> Bean knows every employee of that 7-Eleven. And there are so many highlights during my stay at the 7-Eleven. You don't know. I mean, I have become... Well, I, I, I've become, over the past four years that I've been going to this particular 7-Eleven up by my house, I've become, uh, you know, more than just a customer, I've become a, a confidant. I've become a, a trusted friend. I can roam freely. If I want to go back into the freezer section and, uh, and you know, and, and stack beer, I can do that. <laughs> I go and I count money in the back room. What you happens if not. the phone rings? <laughs> uh, I pick up the phone, 7-Eleven Canyon Country may help you. Bean speaking. <laughs> and I answer questions. People call. I've got, I know prices. They give me, uh, you know, I give lottery numbers. I mean, I can run the lottery machine. All right, now tell us about the owners because you're good friends with the owners. Frank and Mike, God bless them. The Meese brothers have had the store for 11 years now. And uh, I was really starting to get nervous because Frank had started to, well, you know, it's uh, profits had started to diminish a little bit. He was still making a good living, but he was getting kind of bored with it. And Frank was thinking about selling out. Oh, my God. And I was out there picketing every day. Please, Frank, don't go. <laughs> Frank, don't. 
don't go. You'll take my social life with you. Because these guys, I mean, I really do, uh, you know, consider my friends. I mean, I, uh, you know, exchange, exchange birthday cards and gifts. And He uh, does, Lisa. I'm not kidding you. He exchanges gifts and cards. I have uh, taken out the trash at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I go in, and if I go to the Super Big Gold machine and the diet, uh, you know, the Diet Coke is is all fizz, uh, I'll go into the back and I'll change the syrup. I'm going to tell Coke. you that Steve and Frank, or whatever they're... <laughs> Mike and Frank. Mike and Frank. Are better friends to Bean, and I'm not just saying this to be funny than I am, because Bean really only sees me when he has to work. Mm-hmm. It really has become an important part of my uh, my social life. You know, it, if it, one of them was going to sell out, why don't you just buy in? Uh, I crossed my mind. Bean, I bet it did. Bean told me <laughs> when, I, when I first met him that one of his dreams <laughs> is to own a 7-Eleven. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It did uh, It did cross my mind. So, uh, And I know all of the other regulars. I know, you know Wayne comes in, and I know, uh, you know Lauren comes in, and he plays the you know, and he plays the keynote. And I know all the, the regular people that come in, and we You mean the, hang these are customers Customers, now. right. So, uh, so what happens is Bean has built this artificial social world around the 7-Eleven, and that, that is his... That's what he does for social contact. Sometimes Craig, uh, you know, will be running late and he'll miss the bus, and I'll give him a ride down to his other job at the bowling alley. I mean, I really do everything I can to help you out. I think are <laughs> I think I've been a good friend to them as they have to me. Ma'am, your thoughts? God, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been the last four years. Now, flash forward to it becomes more than just talk, and apparently Frank gets involved in negotiations to sell the franchise. Say it's not so. Did he talk to you first about this? Oh, he came to me. It was like in The Godfather when you have to go to, you know, Marlon Brando and you have to get his blessings before you make the move. He came to me and he said, Bean, it's time for me. I'm 40 years old. It's time for you to move off. I move on and do something else. And And Bean said, well, what are you thinking of doing? And he said, I'm going to the White House to get my presidential knee pads. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He said, I'd like to, uh, I'm going to go off and, you know, work in the the financial world. And uh, with your okay, I'd like to put the place on the block. What and could I, you say? And what huh? could I say? I mean, yeah. I can't stand in the way of my friend's progress. If Frank and Mike want to go, they want to go. <gasps> All your friends are gone? I walk into the 7-Eleven, Lisa, and I swear to you, it is like I'm in some sort of a parallel universe. Uh, it's like uh, it's like George Bailey in the uh, holiday classic, It's a Wonderful Life, when nobody recognizes him because he hasn't been born. Bert and Ernie, the cops, don't recognize him. His own mom doesn't recognize him. His wife doesn't recognize him. The entire town is different. But he, what about all the other employees that you recognize? Gone. Gone. They fired them all. They cleaned house. Why do you clean house in a 7-Eleven? Can't imagine. So you can bring in your own high-tech professionals? With state secrets, man. You know, Come you just on. can't have that kind of information That's laid around. Terrible. Why would you fire people who've been working there forever? I tell you why, because they got like uh, f- these people that come over and buy these Seven Elevens, like forty, fifty relatives that they have to employ. Oh, is that what so it is? So they put them in there. Well, you know what happened is well, the the uh, you know how uh, when you were trying to buy a house, if uh-huh. somebody died in that house, they have to disclose that. Right. Well, that's what happened with the with the with the former owners, Mike and Larry. They said <laughs> Frank, 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 and Mike. Frank and Mike. They said to the new owners, "Look, we got to tell you about this guy Bean." And the new owners said, "Does anybody else here know Bean?" And they said, "Yeah, you're going to have to clean house because to, to keep Bean out." Like, He's like a weed. <laughs> it's not only that. It's like, you know, when you try to sell a house and you don't tell somebody that there's a ghost right. in it or something like that, you're right. the ghost. Absolutely. So I go in and, uh, you know, I don't know. I've been in this haze with my back injury and I don't know. You know, I, I had a, a cake ordered and a party planned and we were going to get together and, and toast to their future and they were going to hand me off to the new team was my sense. <laughs> that's what you. That's where you were mistaken. They I, were running from you. I was mistaken because I walk in and there's not a, there's not a familiar face. They've moved things around in the aisles. I don't know where the, the canned peaches are now. They've they put new signs on the wall. The phone rings 
I can't answer it. <laughs> no. They don't know who I am. They shoot me if I go for the phone. <laughs> no more going behind the counter to use the sink or get a bag. No more going in the back room to change the uh, Diet Coke, uh, uh. to change the syrup bag. It is. I, I am a man without a country, folks. <laughs> wow. That was 92% of my friends. You're not a man without a country. Now your country is Pakistan. <laughs> that, was, that was 92% of my friends. But of course, out. I'm sure, you know, since you were so friendly with them stuff, they've called the house and, you know, probably have been worried about you. And sure. You've gotten well, together outside to of the 7-Eleven and had that little reunion and the tearful farewell. Well... Well, no, I, I haven't heard from, from anyone yet, but I mean, mm. they've I've, been busy. You, of course, have stopped patronizing that 7-Eleven because they fired all of your friends. I go in, but it is, uh, it's a shell of a place compared to the way it once was. But you don't spend your money there. You just no. go in no, and maybe I, I go in and I some profanities at them, No, right? I go in and I, I linger at the door, and I, and I want to say something, but I feel like a guy who's been jilted by a longtime sweetheart, and, and you can't just jump right back into the dating world. Yeah. I think I need a little time to heal. <laughs> is what it is before I start trying to develop some new relationships with the new team at the 7-Eleven. I think you need a psychiatrist. I do, too. This is insane. These people, these Frank and Jim are like... <laughs> Mike. Mike, Frank and Mike are thrilled right now. They're, oh, yeah. They're on, a, they're, on a, they're on a cruise right now going, I don't want to work. <laughs> they're having a just more bean bang on the drum all day. <laughs> we got away from Bean. Well, and they're watching for little dinghies so that Bean doesn't like follow them. <laughs> in the middle of the ocean in a little dinghy. Hey, that's hey, Mike and Terry, hey, it's, it's me, Frank. Bean. Whatever, Frank. <laughs> you, you think they cashed in because of me? Yes. Because I was coming? You ran them off. I was helpful, though. I was no. the best customer they had. You're a psychotic freak. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, guys, I got to tell you, it hurts me now when I walk in there and I and I expect some playful chit-chat when I walk in to put out my 27 cents for an LA Times Saturday morning, for instance, and they just look at me. Thank you very much. Well, that be all. You know, that's it. It's just, there's no, hey. hey, Bean, how's the farm? There's no, how's your wife? There's no, hey, come on back later. We'll, you know, we'll wrap it down. There's no, hey, let's go to the <laughs> bank together later. That's because they don't like you. There shouldn't have been any of that in the first place. I know. That's the point. <laughs> well, I just, I just want you guys wrong. to know that physically I'm playing hurt, and, and emotionally I'm a, I'm a little stranded. And lastly, a little bonus track, a little song I did from the perspective of our old pal Bean. I'm Bean, and what does it matter? Because I'm realizing nothing lasts forever. No one's going to even remember me like no one remembers Vince Scully. You know who's not sad? Me, mother effer. You, Bean. Nah, but seriously, I'm going to miss Bean. (sighs) R.I.P. I am not a winner.